Wisdom, arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel. According to St. Matthew, let us be attentive. The Lord said to his disciples, Everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny him before my Father who is in heaven. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Then Peter said in reply, Lo, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne, You who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold, and inherit eternal life. But many that are first will be last, and the last first. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the feast day of all saints. We select this day in the church calendar because it's not humanly possible to enumerate all the saints that have ever lived. Many many saints, thousands upon thousands. At the end of the liturgy, you will hear the priest say the names of the saints that we commemorate today. 
But there are so many more that we can't possibly fit into a book. And so today the church says we're going to celebrate all the saints who have ever lived and who will live in the future. Because for us Orthodox Christians, we, we are not living in linear time. We are in expectation of the heavenly kingdom that is already upon us, that we are already living in, and which we are now participating in, in this divine liturgy, as we worship and pray with, as St. Paul says, a cloud of witnesses. The saints, the angels, the Virgin Mother of God and Christ himself, God the Father and the Holy Spirit, the cloud of witnesses. And this is why in the liturgy we always have, of course, in an Orthodox Church, the many icons to remind us of the saints. So today is your feast day as well, your name day. Those of you who have uh, been received into the church were given a name of a saint. And I urge you on this day especially to get in touch with your saint a little bit today. Read his life story or her life story. Be inspired once again by your saint because all of you uh, will have a tremendous story to learn from, from your saints. And the reading in the epistle reading of St. Paul, he talks about what kinds of things these saints endured. Mocking, scourging, beatings, death, martyrdom, being outcast, being rejected, and all kinds of horrible, horrible persecution that's happened to all those who want to lead a holy life, who want to lead a righteous life, who want to do what Christ says in the Gospel today, to follow God. This is the essence of our lives. He says, in the world, you will have tribulation, you will suffer. Life in the world is going to be difficult, especially if you are a Christian. Because everything we believe as Christians is completely contrary to what the church teaches. I'm sorry, to what the world is teaching you. Right? Everything we are, and it's becoming so much more obvious that everything we believe as Christians is completely countercultural. Countercultural. There was a time in this country where there was more of an alignment between what the majority of people believed and the church and the faith. It was a Judeo Christian world, or at least an American country it was a Judeo Christian country. There were values. Now it's been flipped upside down. And it, we can, we're living in a kind of post-Christian society. Some even say we are living in a pre-Christian society. It's like we're back to paganism. 
And this is why Christ's word in the gospel are so relevant today. What does he say? He who acknowledges me before the Father, he who acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before the Father. He who denies me before men, I will deny before the Father. So what does that mean? How do, how do we deny Christ? How does that happen? How can we be careful not to do that? Because obviously this is a very serious, serious thing. If he says, if you deny me before men, before people, I will deny you before the Father. This is not an empty threat. This is real. So how careful do we have to be in our lives to make sure we are not denying Christ? The way the world and the society around us is continually doing. So how does that happen? Well, first of all, denying Christ, first of all, means to not believe in him whatsoever. But having now become a Christian, having been baptized as an infant or as an adult, what do you say? I believe, Pistevo, I believe in one God, Father Almighty. You're going to say the creed in just a few minutes. So, you're saying, I believe. We are all saying, I believe. But that statement of faith has to now actually be something I live by as well. And I have to be careful and cautious and vigilant to see whether I am denying Christ in my thoughts, in my words, and in my deeds. How do I deny Christ? Sometimes it's very subtle and sometimes it's very serious. We all know the story of St. Peter, who literally denied him. He said, I do not know the man. And that was St. Peter. In our context, in our world, there might come a day when we will be also put in a position where we have to choose between Christ and our faith or something else that is being pushed on us. But I see this happen in different ways. Whenever we sin, it is a denial of Christ. But why? Because whatever the sin is, it's something that's enticed us, something that's tempted us, and we desire it more than remaining obedient to Christ. We deny him in that moment. We deny Christ when we choose to sleep in on Sunday mornings instead of coming to church. That's a denial of Christ. Why? Because we're denying him the opportunity to heal us, to nourish us, to save us, to grant us salvation and sanctification. We deny Christ often in our schools where children are taught these very secular, atheistic ideas and nowadays even worse things, confusing them about gender, about sexuality, 
and even about their own race, their own cultural race. These are foreign ideas and ideologies, and children are being forced to, to accept these things and agree to them and nod, yes, out of fear of repercussion, out of fear of getting an F, out of fear of being ostracized. A child who has Christ in them will not be tricked in this way. A child who has Christ in them will know the truth of God and the law of God is what will govern that person's mind, that child's mind. There is something deeper than the latest ideas. There is a truth of Christ. And so every child even in our schools has to stand up for their faith, for the truth, and be able to articulate it. And the parents have to stand up for their faith as Christians in the schools. If we do not, we are denying Christ. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before the Father. That means if there's something happening in the school or in your workplace or anywhere you are that is against you, against your beliefs, and you're being forced into it, this is the moment you acknowledge God and you say, no, I will not participate in that. But if you do, then you are denying Christ. This is what's happening in our world around us. We are being pressured and forced to deny Christ by accepting anti-Christian ideas and teachings. Even in our schools, even our children who, are, who don't know any better, who would see the teacher or the whoever it is and they, this is a person of authority, I have to listen to them. Where's our courage? as a Christian people. This is why we have the saints. Because when we read their lives, which is something we should be always doing, we are given real courage, real faith, real inspiration to follow in their footsteps. Do you think they lived in a time that was better than ours? No. Most of the saints lived in a time that was much worse than ours much worse. Many lived in Muslim countries where if you did not deny Christ, you were, your head was cut off right then and there by a sword. Many lived in communist countries where they were thrown in the gulags and forgotten, tortured, hungry, starved to death, shot. They did not deny Christ. They stood up for what they believed, whether it was in their school, whether it was in their work, whether it was in society, whether it was no, everywhere. They did not deny Christ. This is why we have the saints, and this is what we have to really, really hold on to in these days and be inspired by them. Finally, at the end of the Gospel, he says, 
those of you who love father and mother, sister, brother, more than me, are not worthy of me. Now, a lot of people hear this passage and you get a little confused. Is God saying, is Christ saying, don't love your mom, don't love your father, don't love your sister and brother? No, that's not what he's saying. That would be crazy. Clearly, we are to love one another, love our family, love our children. But he says, more than me. And then he says, if you do not deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of me. What is the purpose of life? The saints achieved the purpose of life. If the purpose of my life is to simply make money, have a house, have a family, make sure they're all set, and now I'm going to die, and then, is that the purpose of life? Then I'm not worthy of Christ. Because I've put this life, and everything this life is offering, as the purpose, as my goal of what I want to achieve in this life. Then I'm not worthy of Christ. Because I've only desired what's in this life, to be comfortable in this life. You see? But he says, because when we love our life, our family, our homes, all, this whole thing, is, if that's all we are thinking about, if that's all we are focusing on, it breeds selfishness. Self-indulgence. Which leads, as St. Mark says, to forgetfulness of God. Because I'm just thinking about me and my family, my friends, and my, our lives, and I've completely forgotten about God. That's what happens. And our, again, another really bad symptom of our society is this self-indulgent selfishness that we've cultivated, and we all are guilty of. So he's, this is why he says, if you love these things more than me and these people more than me, you're not worthy of me. You have not taken up your cross. And the saints, again, can say that they did fulfill the purpose of life. So, what is the purpose of life? It is to become a saint. The purpose of life is to become a saint. Is this possible? Yes, it's possible. We have saints as early as two decades ago that were canonized. There's saints walking on the earth right now. There might be a saint right here in the church today, among us. Sainthood is possible. Holiness is possible. But it requires us to do what Christ is saying. Do not love the world. Love God. We have to live in the world. We have to get an education. We get married. We own a home. We do all these nice, beautiful things, but they're blessings from God. It shouldn't be the only thing that we are hungering after. But instead, we should be desiring to become saints. St. Paul says, I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. That means 
I've fought the good fight. I've done my part. I have struggled in the spiritual life. I have prayed. I have fasted. I have been persecuted. I have stood up for Christ. You see, he's, he can say that. Many of you could say that with the sufferings you've had, with the tribulations you've had, with the spiritual struggles you've had. You could say that too. I bear on my marks, the marks of the, my body, the marks of Jesus. And the more that we are willing to do that, the more we are willing to take up our cross and suffer for Christ, the more we become sanctified by him. So that when we see him on that great and terrible day of judgment, what will he see when he sees us? If we have struggled, if we have kept the faith, if we have not denied him no matter what happened in our lives, no matter what it meant, what hardships, what persecutions, what loss it may have meant, to not deny him, when he sees us, he will see himself in us. But if we have not suffered, if we have not struggled, if we have not carried up our cross, if we have only wanted to live a comfortable, self-indulgent, selfish life, he will not see himself in us. He will say, I do not know you. I don't see my suffering in you. You didn't suffer. You had it easy. And that's why he says, the last will be first, and the first will be last. Glory to the Father and the Son 